Coming to you from Crest Hill, Illinois, it's the Hillcrest Duo. Today is Saturday, April the 23rd, 2016. I am your host, Metal John. I am on Twitter, at Metal John Radio. Joined with me, as always, Mr. Brad Risto. I am at Outsider Brad on Twitter. All right, and coming up today, we've got quite a bit we're going to talk about. We've got some news headlines. we got TV shows to talk to. We will talk Daredevil Season 2. Spoilers. Full we will, spoilers. We will talk Supergirl finale. We will talk Walking Dead. We'll talk a little Gotham and, uh, and more. But before we get started in all that, we need to address something else. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. <laughs> song gives me a little happy dance. Today is dance day. One of the most iconic songs in film history, and at least to me, is is this song, Party Man, from Prince, during the Batman museum scene in Batman 89. Um, everybody is doing some sort of Prince tribute. We're not going to spend our whole podcast talking about Prince. No. And and really, I only want to talk about one thing when it pertains to Prince. I mean, yeah, he was a great artist, but that Batman 1989 movie soundtrack, yep. to me personally, is the best soundtrack hands down ever put out. It means a lot to me because I had it on cassette tape. I listened to it every single day when I was a kid. I probably played, You burned through that I thing, didn't you? I played that cassette tape more than any cassette tape I ever owned. I had it on CD. I still have it on CD. I have it on my iPod with thousands of other albums. And I, I love iPods. I, and, and it's one of those soundtracks I can listen to at any time. It's got a really good mix of music. It's got a couple mm-hmm. love songs in it. It's got you know some funky songs. It's got some like little songs to make you kind of bob your head and jump up and down, dance a little bit. I love that soundtrack. It is one of my favorites. And, and what makes it even more special, it's one of those soundtracks that does something that most soundtracks don't do anymore. They have like those movie samples. They have mm-hmm. those movie clips. They have, yeah. uh, you know, especially when you hear Bat Dance. I mean, you hear all these clips from the movies, even during the other songs. Right. The very first track on that is The Future. And the way that album opens, do you even know, Brad? No, tell me. So the way that album opens, when you pop in it and you hit play, the very first thing you hear is, I'm not going to kill you. But I want you to do me a favor and tell all your friends about me. Who what are you? <laughs> I'm Batman. And then the I'm future and then the future kicks in. And it's just like that every song. So I can listen to that album and it just makes me think about Batman. It brings me back to my childhood. Everything about it is great. So I'm I'm a little heartbroken and I'm I'm definitely heartbroken when that, I when I heard the news of Prince passing that's, away. That's the kind of song though that is really bad for me because when I have my iPhone on, because I have all my music on my iPhone, but when it comes on, I'll, I'll just be walking down the city street and then I'm just going to start doing a little dance and then everyone starts looking at me like, what? Yeah. Well, and the song Party Man is just one of those songs where whenever that comes on, man, I instantly think museum, just paint everywhere. And, you know, <laughs> and I, I love that. That's one of my favorite scenes in the Batman 89 movie. And, and Party Man is part of the reason that makes that scene so iconic. Oh, yeah. Um, a good fun fact, though, for you, uh, the song Vicky Waiting, which you really don't hear in the movie, but it's a song that is 
about Vicky Vale. Mm-hmm. And, of course. you know, there's even a line in there about All is Well in Gotham City. So mm-hmm. it's kind of got like a little Batman theme to it. But that song originally was known as Anna Waiting, and he kind of redid it a little bit to add more Batman flash to it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I, I'm a bigger fan of the Vicky Waiting. But that album sold over 11 million copies, number one on Billboard for six weeks. Still... Like I said, hands down, my favorite movie soundtrack ever. I don't know. Do you even have a favorite movie soundtrack? I actually do. I just can't remember it off the top of my head right now because I I was just thinking what my favorite one is, and now I can't remember it. Damn it. Yeah. But anyways. uh, Gosh darn it. Anyways, Prince will be missed, but what what I've always loved and, and, and I think is a great thing is the fact that when an artist, when somebody like a musician or an actor... When they pass on, their legacy lives forever, man. Because like mm-hmm. those movies, those songs, everything they did is out there forever. Even writers, their books are out there forever. And for us, Brad, our podcast mm-hmm. will live forever after us. Oh, by the way, I, I just remembered it. Wait. Rock and Roll High School, the Ramones movie. Oh, there you go. The one that has um, uh, I forget, I can't even remember her name. The star of the um, film was singing um, uh, Rock and Roll High School. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. All right, well, let's get to uh, some news headlines. Uh, one kind of carrying over from last week. Last week we talked about Michael Keaton being uh, part of the Spider-Man Homecoming movie yeah. as a possible villain role. Well, according to Deadline, he is out. Oh, he is not going to be part of the Spider-Man Homecoming movie. But you know who is? Robert Downey Jr. Our, yeah, he's going to be an Iron Man up at least one more time. So he will be part of that. Um, some other new headlines. Did you see the new Independence Day Resurgence trailer? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. The trailer it lo- two. It looks good. Best thing about that trailer, the Doctor from Area Fifty One, Doctor mm-hmm. Oaken, played by Brent Spainer. He's back. <laughs> Saw a quick Some... flash of him in that trailer. Yeah. Loved his character in uh, the first one. <laughs> However, the movie to me though is looking more like a Starship Troopers movie. It's not yeah. looking. It doesn't have that same look and feel that Independence Day. Had. Well, it doesn't have that feel of desperation because we're outmatched. It looks yeah. like it's an equal f- fight. Yeah, and I mean, I'm also, I, I mean, I don't think this movie's going to even hold a candle in the wind to Independence Day. Oh, nice metaphor. I don't even think it's going to, but I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we can get another really good Bill Pullman speech. Because his speech in Independence Day is, I mean, you also Makes you want to join the military. Yeah, exactly. That's a great speech well that, there's a reason that. why they used that one in the first trailer i mean and then it just cuts off and that was that was brilliant editing by the yeah. way so i really hope we get another one from him um but we'll see but obviously he's a prisoner in this one from what we've seen or in some kind of psychiatric ward and one more quick thing obviously as i said today is april the 23rd tomorrow april the 24th game of thrones season seven premieres um, I am a big fan of the show. I do not read the books. I do not follow the books, but I do know people that have read the books, so I like to get spoilers from them before the show just because I right. think it's easier to watch knowing what's going to happen. It's just one of those shows that's it's like a big soap opera. There's so much going on at well, the same time. Well, it's so time. much fun knowing beforehand. Yeah, and then when you kind of know when you know Oh, yeah, this one is going to stab that one in the back and kill him. Then you watch the show, and you're like, you could see, like, hints of it It's coming, it's out. coming, like, it's oh, coming. this is awesome. Um, why, actually, speaking big... of spoilers, before we move on to Daredevil Season 2, um, something that released on Reddit this week was the Star Wars, uh, um, uh, potentially the script for Star Wars Episode 8 was uh, leaked. Oh. And oh, there were uh, um, uh, some pretty big bombshells, but obviously you didn't um, uh, come across this it. one. 
I have a trouble believing that this one is true. So we're gonna we're gonna put a big asterisk on you, this. You're just saying. What, oh yes, you're just reading what is, you reported. This is what was reported. <laughs> There's a line in it. Um, obviously everyone thinks that Ray, um, Luke is Ray's father. There's a line in it where he says, "No, you're my father." That Ray is um a reincarnation of Anakin. Whether that's is true, um, truly from the script or not, I don't know. And that she, just like Anakin, is a child of the Force. Oh. Obviously, we will we will see it when the movie comes out in uh, 2018, um, if it's true. 2017, sorry. Yeah, I, either either that's gonna get shot down really quick. It could just be a rough draft too. Or yeah, I yeah anything. You never know. These leaked scripts. I I find it hard to believe that the script. Got out. even get leaked. I mean, yes, it's possible that there's a rough draft out there. Yeah, and, that, and that's and and that eventually found its way to the web. But if that's an actual script, like, hey, this is the script. Here's what we're doing. Here's what we're getting ready to shoot. I find it hard to believe that that actually got out. No, I but have you a feeling. Know. You know what? I think um, uh, Disney is smart enough, and the people making Star Wars are smart enough because there are people going to be looking for this. What if they just? Let something go for the heck of it. Completely fake. Completely fake everyone out. I like that idea too. Okay, but let's move let's on. Talk about to, Daredevil, man. Let's move on to the bulk of this episode, which will be Daredevil season two. Total spoilers. We are giving things away. Obviously, it's been out for a little more than a month, so if you haven't seen it all yet, at this point, it's your own darn fault. Yeah. But I have to say, just a great season. It was not as um compact as season one. That is my biggest um, uh, gripe, because season one was a great story. I mean, you had the beginning, you had a middle, you had an end, and then it's just telling you he's going to continue. Yeah. Well, I mean, in obviously first season, I think some of the complaints people would have about the first season is how long it took for him to actually be Daredevil, where right. it was more of an origin story and a very stretched out origin story. It was great. I mean, yeah, I mean, I thought it was I thought it was fantastic. I had no problems with it, but I I can understand some people having gripes well, with it. People wanted However, to see season, the red suit. Season 2 is just the complete opposite. It was there's no origin. The way they handled Punisher, I thought was awesome. Oh, yes. You didn't have to like spend four episodes telling you his story. You could tell his story through dialogue. Mm-hmm. They didn't even use flashbacks to tell his story. They used photographs. I mean, yeah. I thought the way they kind of inserted his backstory was awesome and well done. Well, the just hit, um, a Daredevil being chained up was awesome. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, yeah, the interaction between Daredevil and Punisher, between mm-hmm. Frank and, and Matt was, was awesome. Yep. I mean, I almost felt like Punisher was so great in this show that my biggest thing about this show was I wanted more. Ditto. I thought I, they put I, too I, much Electra in it. Me at, too. Because uh, um, down the stretch, when Electra comes in, it just seems like they shift the focus. Yes, because you had that uh, first half of the season that was great, that focused on Punisher taking down that crime family, and then he gets captured and everything. It just kind of pitters off. I mean, Electra, great character. Great work there. She's a badass. I mean, she stabbed the guy in the eye with size. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God. But when we um, – uh, the best episode of the latter half of the season, to me, was season nine. And that's the episode where that basically focuses on Frank being in prison and him completely obliterating the entire cell block. I told you season, episode nine was an episode you'd want to see. And was I wrong? Yeah, no, I mean, you're right, and it's one of those ones, too, that just really did a great job at kind of 
rebringing in the mm-hmm. tone because yeah the whole Electra storyline really threw me off so I wasn't uh, I wasn't that big of a fan of of Electra's storyline and I felt like she was a type of character that could have died at any point yes. you know she was so close to death and and I'm just like so are many they gonna kill times. her off are they gonna kill her off and then of course they kill her off in the last episode I would have oh. liked it for her death to be maybe one or two episodes prior uh, I can I can kind of see that um I was I had a thought on the top of my mind. But uh, returning to the Punisher, he, I just think it, I, it makes me really want to see uh, his um, own Netflix series that's coming along. Obviously, yeah, and and that's gonna be that's gonna be awesome. I mean, John Berthenall was was amazing. Just completely owned it. Um, and they saved they saved the shirt for the very end. Yeah, they saved the just, baton for the very end for Daredevil to mm-hmm. get his baton, which was pretty. That was a cool moment. That's too. a cool. But okay, let me ask you a question. Do you think um uh, Matt knew that um uh, he was gonna get back up when he threw him off the top of the building? Uh, I don't know. I don't. Do you think, think so. he knew he was gonna survive again until sticks obviously? Put him down for good. Oh man, and Stick. There's another character that just—he felt like he. That dude is just like walking a very thin line of death, and he. Yes. And he heals. Like mm-hmm. I don't get how that guy heals. Like he'll get stabbed like through the stomach, and then like the next episode he's walking like nothing's wrong with him. I completely agree. <laughs> but um, you know, I would say uh, it was cool to see Fisk. You know, I mean, oh, come yes. back for he was just in one episode, really. I mean, one episode, yeah. I mean, and. I thought I thought they did a great job with him, you know. I'm the kingpin of the jail. I, or, that I mean, was he awesome. took over the prison. Yeah, that was uh, that was cool, and you could kind of see him working through his lawyer to kind of get things on the outside. Get everything. That he, you, can I he say wants... one thing that kind of makes me disappointed? Obviously, Spider-Man's joining the Marvel universe, but he's joining as a teenager, which means we don't get to have one of the better um, superhero tandems, which is Spider-Man and Daredevil. Yeah, and you don't get to hear hear Spider-Man call Daredevil Magoo. Yeah. If I had another wish for this, uh, what I would have liked to have seen, we talk about those early episodes in the season where where Frank is just blowing away the biker gangs. Mm-hmm. I wish we could have saw things from Frank's point of view. Oh, yeah, I like, know. I would have loved, wanted, for, like, I, I, I I love for him just like as he's setting up. Like he rises, all right, I'm staking out, I'm going right here, I setting s- up all of his guns, and just the look on his face as bolts are flying out of the gun. You, oh, you remember dude, be, I, I, a couple I, weeks I, ago. I can paint that picture in my own head, and I just wanted to see it on the show so bad. A couple weeks ago, I suggested that um, after episode one where Matt gets shot in the head, or you think, I said they should have done an um, episode. Uh, episode two should have just been completely on Frank, maybe even a different open. Yeah, that's what I. That was my suggestion a couple weeks ago, and I still stand by it. But I mean, overall, again, still just a fantastic show. Fantastic um, show. Obviously, um, it, um, one of the my um uh, complaints is there were a lot of loose ends in this one. Unlike season one, where all the loose ends got tied up nightly, nice and neat. This one, you're left with um, obviously Nelson and Murdoch done. As um, uh, Foggy is now working for the corrupt law firm from Jessica Jones, obviously. And Aaron's going to be, what, a reporter, a big mm-hmm. reporter. Um, but what was with the ending? What do you think that was with Electra in that coffin thing? That is going like, to obviously bring her back. So, yeah, so that's like their their version of the Lazarus Pit or whatever? Or whatever, but yeah. But, I mean, obviously what we can be looking forward to from Foggy is obviously with more um, uh, things such as um, uh, Luke Cage and Iron Fist coming up, he's probably going to do something that gets him on the outs of uh, that corrupt law firm as he'll probably buy um, Daredevil Season 3 or maybe the Defenders miniseries have to go back to the law firm of Nelson and Murdoch. 
But right now, it's just so many um, open-ended things because you want to see the Punisher series now. Yeah, the Punisher series is going to be awesome. I can't wait. I'm sure they'll put an origin story in there. Hopefully, they just blow through it one episode, man, or mm-hmm. not even show it at all. Um, however, I do think that the the way they kind of teased how it all went down at the carousel, yeah, it almost kind of paints that picture in your head where, like, wow, it's like this is going to be awesome when they finally do show this. Okay, what was your favorite um uh, one scene um ca- pretty much camera scene fight? Was it the Frank Castle in the prison, or was it um Daredevil versus the um uh, biker thugs? I think it was Frank Castle in the prison. See, I liked block. I liked I the, loved that. Well, I, that was the the one camera shot um in a hallway scene again from episode season 1 episode 2. Just him completely owning everyone, realizing he's screwed and he's in his white jumpsuit and you just see it get more and more red. Yeah. Well, you know what I also like too is when Frank was fighting the hand and uh stick was whispering. Mm-hmm. You know, and Frank could hear him whisper. I thought that was awesome. Where he was like, no, listen for the heart- uh, Matt. Matt, he's like, he's like, listen for the heartbeat. You know, yeah. that was that was kind of a cool moment. I mean, this show is full of really cool badass it's, moments. Yeah, it makes you want to see a Batman Daredevil crossover. All right, but we got some other shows to talk about. Yes. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Gotham's last episode, Pinewood, Fear the mm-hmm. Walking Dead's last episode. We all fall down. But first, let's talk about another season finale. Super season finale of Supergirl wrapped up. Episode twenty, Better Angels was the name of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, first reaction is, man, I'm really loving Supergirl and John Jones teaming up. Like, yeah, I, I'm they were awesome that. together. I love it. Can I just say one thing? This is something I didn't bring up last week. I'm a, I'm a drone in a, I'm a super army and I still have to go to my regular job, nine to five job. That's lame. Yeah, you'd think the DEO would just say, okay, you're going to quit that job and we're going to pay you to work for us. Yeah. I mean, technically she's working for them, right? Yeah, well, she needs right. to have But her then she gets identity. this weird promotion at work. That's, yes. I thought was, I found that very strange. Why did they make that? Yeah, what's her Such, job going to be now anyway? Yeah, I mean, they sort of wanted to treat it like a cliffhanger. Like, oh, Kara's getting a job, and she doesn't know what it is yet, but she's mm-hmm. got her own office. And Without Kat windows. Grant said, come up with something. And I'm just thinking the whole time, I'm like, why Why are they treating this like a cliffhanger? Like, nobody yeah. nobody cares. And, and were you at all um, uh, kind of bummed by the fact that she freed everyone with the power of love? Yeah, that too. That was kind of like, I'm going to give this great speech, and everyone's free now. And then everyone goes back to work like nothing really happened, too. That was the other thing. Okay, we all almost died. Let's go back to work. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just go back the next day. The you next know? day. We're the back to day, work. Right back to normal. Uh, hey, well, that was Hank- kind of weird, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. We were all drones. Uh, Hank is uh, back in charge of the DEO again. Once again, DEO. Very bad at their job. Hank gets arrested. Alex, who is just as wanted as he was, hey, you can go back to your job. Whatever. Yeah, I, you are a fugitive. I think the DEO is like that redheaded stepchild of like the government agency. <laughs> Extra governmental like, you know agents. Let's just go bury this at the DEO. They don't know how to do their job, anyways. Okay, that's it. We're getting Nick Fury to come in. He's gonna run it. You're just gonna be under him, Hank, and you're gonna be his apprentice and learn how to do with the job right. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the ending. The pod arrives. Uh, who's in the pod? I have no idea. I mean, there are so many options. Is it someone from the established comic book continuity, or is it someone they've decided to create? Yeah. Um, I was kind of, I, I was kind of wondering myself, like, what the possibilities were. One, I was thinking, you know, could they make something really weird where that's like, 
it's a younger version of Kara. Like that's it's almost a, like there's well, a second one of her. But then could be. some of the stuff I'm reading online, a lot of the overall thought from a lot of the fan base is that it's Superboy. That's a, that is a very big possibility that it's Superboy. Uh, the producer for Supergirl, Andrew uh, Kaisberg, told EW Entertainment Weekly that the person coming into next season is going to play a very big and important role. He's really going to shake things up. He didn't say hey, he, but They will. That person will. Um, but would not well, even then say who it was. Wouldn't even give out a gender... So we'll see. But well, then I'm definitely going to say that saying things shake things up makes me think that it might be an enemy. Yes, I'm, I'm willing to say now that it isn't um, a Power Girl, which is Supergirl from Earth Two. But I, um, I have no idea who's going to be. But that was one of my thoughts that it could be Power Girl, who is a different version of Supergirl. But since um, it's going to be a major player and having um, Melissa play two roles for a good portion of the season would be far too difficult. So Yeah. I, I guess I went into this episode with a little bit more hype that it was going to have some bigger cliffhangers. I thought the whole Well, yeah, because they promised me cliffhangers at the C2E2 um, uh, panel. And, I mean, and, and yeah, the pod thing is a cliffhanger, but it's yeah, not but, like one that I'm just like sitting on my hands waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... All right, it is what it is. But it was a good show. Um, I, you know, I, I would really like to see a, a little bit more action. Maybe introduce more characters from from Supergirl's mm-hmm. universe. And then, although once again, horrible choice, horrible choice by Nan. And um, uh, 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 what's her name? I can't remember. The blue lady. I can't remember the the blue Mis- lady. Mystique. Not Mystique, because it, it's, it's a color that um, is a synonym for blue, but regardless, the blue lady choosing his, her sister to fight her, obviously with kryptonite armor, and not choosing Superman, who's her cousin. Although, finally giving them credit, hey, they're finally texting each other more often. That I liked. Yeah, texting. I wonder all they that. have to do, that's all they have to do, like every three episodes, have them text each other. They should follow each other on Twitter, too. They should. I follow you on Twitter, and if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Outsider Brad. If you want to follow Metal John on Twitter, it's at Metal John Radio. It's, are you so, ready? Uh, just real quick, um, if the Superboy thing that everybody kind of wants it to be, I, I, I have been thinking about this, and I think that that's a very good idea for the show because the show does kind of have that female audience, and you uh, know, it's sort hunk. of targeted to it. Now if you're going to bring in Superboy, now you're going to kind of get – like a male and a female lead mm-hmm. super show, which I think would be a, a brilliant idea if they cast the right person and if this turned into more of like a team show versus just her show. But I could also see some flaws in that. Well, yeah, the show team's... is called Supergirl. Yes, and the and a team show, um, the Arrow becoming a team show was one of the worst things that happened to Arrow. So team Arrow, get it right. Brad. Team Arrow. All right. Well, we uh, let's. We're moving on. Fear of the Walking Dead, Season 2, Episode 2, We All Fall Down. We still don't know anything about the mystery ship that was tracking Strand and the gang, but they did go to a ranger station. Uh, Mm -hmm. George and Melissa live at the ranger station, and uh, kids are are popping pills. Yeah, and that's about it. Pretty interesting, though. It it was interesting, and um, there's a lot more mystery in this series than in um, uh, The Walking Dead. This is more about... This one is seems less about trying to survive it and find more survivors. It's more about try, them trying to figure out what the hell is really going on. Where are we going? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, 
this um, show is kind of scattershot right now. And, and they're they're leaving some mystery to some of these characters. Like, uh, they kind of added a little bit more mystery to Strand, uh, you know, with this weird phone call thing he had. And, and starting to put doubts into our minds if this is even his boat. What his intentions are. What he wants to get down to San Diego for. Uh, well, it almost kind of feels like maybe there's more to his story that we're led to believe. Um, Usually is. Yeah, but, uh, you know, overall it wasn't really a very eventful episode. However... What? The teasers for tomorrow night's episode looks like they come across our plane crash from the miniseries. Yeah, that's and that's what people have been waiting for is to see them uh, who survived the crash. Yeah, and the show has been picked up for a third season, yeah, which is kind of surprising considering um, apparently um, the ratings for um, episode two were the lowest yet for Fear the Walking Dead, which yeah. the fact that they um, already picked up season three well, I think surprises they, me. Yeah, I think they need to try to get. Put the foot on the gas pedal, get into some more debt, have some more cliffhangers. Uh, I will say that it was pretty cool to see the kid zombie bite his mom. That was or bite her mom. Like that was pretty awesome. That, that, that was probably me, the moment of the show. Right that there. made me feel bad. Not me. All right, Gotham, uh, yeah. season two, episode eighteen, Pinewood. As we um uh, leave Enigma and um, a cobblepot um in the rearview mirror for a while, because obviously their stories have come to sort of a peak for the time being. We focus more on Jim. And Bruce. Bruce. Yep, and obviously Bruce discovers this Pinewood place. They, mm-hmm. uh, him and Alfred, go on an adventure and they find Karen Jennings with yep. a lizard arm. Yeah. Um. By the way, I did love it when Freeze shattered her. That was pretty bad. Yeah, that was. Um. I'm just wondering here, like, you know, if this character was sort of a tease that we're probably going to see Killer Croc at some. Point. I would have to think so. I mean, this had just had to be a small tease as we get. I don't think we'll ever see Killer Croc, but I think that was just a, you know, like he's coming. He he, yeah. he exists. Yeah, yeah, sort of like you know, you were a test subject, and and we're continuing to have more test subjects. Like mm-hmm. obviously, Hugo is more of like a Frankenstein. Hugo <laughs> than is, think he is Hugo's a nut nutcase. And, uh, you know, the ending there with Theo. Yeah, Theo is, Theo is, who would have thought that it was going to be uh, Theo as Azriel? Yeah, and, and, and that's it. That screaming. one came out of left field to me. I'm like, huh, okay, well, Azriel is just a title. So, obviously, this isn't the Azriel who wants to succeed Batman. Yeah, and then I thought the Barbara and Jim thing. Well, can we trust Barbara? Yeah, I, that's my. She's making to you. us think that we can. She's starting to get to Jim a little bit, but he's still got some doubts. I mean, obviously, if this is the Batman universe that we all have come to know and love, and not as I still 100% believe this is an Elseworld alternate universe on Gotham. Obviously, he can't eventually trust her. But if this is the Elseworld, who knows what can happen here? Yeah. And what else is going to come out of uh, out of Arkham from uh, Hugo? That's he that... has a lot of sick and twisted um, things going on, and obviously this is all going to be ramping up as they get ready to get into their season finale. And yeah, it's a couple weeks away. Three weeks. Yep. So obviously you have um one more probably um a story building episode, and then you have the quote unquote two part um season finale. And we were told before the season even started, or at least a couple of episodes into the season, that Fish was gonna make a return. Yes. We still have not seen Fish, so I'm guessing Fish is gonna be part of the season finale, like one of the cliffhangers. Like maybe yeah, that, she comes like, back and confronts Penguin, you know, and, and that's kinda like where where we're gonna leave that yeah, storyline. Obviously um Penguin has vastly changed from where Fish last saw him from just being someone a crime boss to 
being a total and complete psychopath now. Yep. He is no longer just content with being a crime boss. He is a murderer. Yeah. Nut job. Well, we've got some other shows to talk. Um, I know Flash was just on this yes, week. Flash. Big, big moment in Flash. We don't have to get too detailed into the episode, but had a huge moment this week. Yes, it did. Um, obviously, um, uh, everyone was kind of left wondering what what was going on with Jay Garrick. Um, uh, turns out. I was kind of right when I made my prediction a couple weeks ago that um, uh, Zoom was a time-traveling Jay Garrick and not Hunter Zalman. Turns out, Jay Garrick and Hunter Zalman are the same person. 100% the same person. And Hunter created the um, uh, persona of the Flash just to mess with people. He chose to be his own greatest villain. It was a really kind of weird and twisted episode, and it ended... With Barry having his speed completely stolen. He no longer has the speed force. He had to save Wally. So now we could change the name of the show? Uh, well, I guess we can change it to Zoom. <laughs> since Zoom now has the one, all, everyone's speed. And, um, uh, I kind of liked how they, um, uh, um, uh, threw off and said, but wait, you said Hunter's Alman in this universe was you. Well, I had to throw you off the trail as he was talking to Caitlin. Yeah. And he kidnaps Caitlin, so who knows what's going to happen. Obviously, the stakes couldn't be higher. And, you know, Wally has to start be questioning, like, why did the Flash give up his speed for me? Because that obviously wouldn't make much sense, would it? No. You know, another uh, another thing I want to uh, mention to you here, Brad, before we wrap up. Mm-hmm. Um uh, this week, Better Call Saul season two uh, wrapped up. I know it's a show you haven't watched yet, and I know you're not watching Bates Motel, which you know are two shows I'm watching. But Better Call Saul is a, I, I'm gonna throw this out there as a recommendation for a good binge watch show. So okay. as the summer approaches, and as uh, you know, some of the shows start dying out. If you're looking for some shows to binge watch, uh, you know, over the coming months, Better Call Saul. I, I highly recommend that. There's two seasons out, so. Um, a great show. Uh, now, I know it's an, um, a spinoff of Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad which but it's I more didn't... of a prequel. It's so, more of a prequel, so and is it more of a sitcom? Is it no, a... it's a drama, but it's okay. about just like a lawyer doing scummy lawyer stuff. Ah. And and basically, in Breaking Bad, his character, Saul, is a lawyer that kind of helps launder money ah. for for gangs, and, and, and he kind of – it's kind of just a shady lawyer, and he goes by the name Saul. But this story is the way in the past, and he's going by a different name. He's not Saul yet. Oh, so there's some. So, but he's doing shady lawyer stuff, and Uh, and there's a lot of Chicago references. You can just say he's doing lawyer stuff. He's he's doing lawyer stuff. Okay, before we do close out, I do want to send out my condolences to one of my favorite comedians, uh, Patton Oswalt. His wife passed away yesterday, so um, uh, condolences to Pat and Oswald. His wife, Michelle McNamara, passed away at age 46, so condolences to him and his daughter. All right, this is April the 23rd, 2016, episode 31 of the Hillcrest Duo. I'm Metal John at Metal John Radio. I am Brad Risto. I am at Outsider Brad on Twitter. Follow me for things. All right, thanks for joining us, and tune in next week for episode 32.